Boom. Hello, welcome to the Age of Sigmar Stat Center. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the 400, Season 4, Episode 69 of The Stream Streak. That's right, 469 days in the can. No messing. Let's go. Boom, 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 boom. Um, hope everyone is well. Now, it's just me today. Uh, no Owen Jackson, he's he's away for the day. And there aren't tons of events to report on, although there are some. So don't don't get it twisted. Don't get it mixed up and excited. And the events we do have to talk about are obviously still Age of Sigmar 2, as we're in that transitional period between 2 and 3. So it's an exciting time for everyone as they're putting their list together. We're still waiting for the FAQ uh, for Age of Sigmar 3, but there's loads of stuff to talk about. I'm going to thank everyone for subscribing in the chat. Like the Kitsune Adventures. Uh, Big Goldfish, what up? Cinderful Gaming, let's go. Uh, I hope everyone is well. Um, uh, there's been some uh, donations from MJ Pegasus and Bobbin. Thank you very much for donating £4.69 to the show. And Kill Panic, I'm really happy that I, I made you buy a 3D printer. Um, uh, <laughs> so uh, there's still some stuff to talk about. And actually, there's a really nice kind of closing conversation to talk about with the results today. Uh, I want to shout out everyone on the podcast. Make sure you're staying hydrated. I want to thank everyone on YouTube. I hope you're well. Um, I hope you've been thugs, and I want to thank everyone on the Thumbs Game Patreon. Couldn't live without you, so great. Team and Cash, thanks for resubscribing. Thank you for all being the legend you are. This show is awesome. Team and Cash, my pleasure. Thank you guys for being the legend you are. Uh, what up, Plymouth Troll Slayers in the chat? Diadrin, hello. Yes, Math Mallow. What's going on? There's there's the 3D printers behind me. We're still not back in the booth. Uh, still trying to repair the PC, but I think it's completely kaput. So thank you uh, to everyone in the chat for helping me try and uh, get a new PC in the uh, donation fund. That's super nice of you. Rambo Squirrel, what's going on? Uh, I'm going to see how long I can play Lunar Throne Lords without buying Sentinels and Foxes and see if I become the LRL player people will still talk to. <laughs> we'll see, man. I think the game is going to be so different now. I'm very excited about it. Uh, we are fish. We are. Hey, Pissball General, and thanks to Shugo for donating £10 to the show. Right, let's talk about some good... Uh, there's two things to talk about today, right? We're going to talk about an event that happened down south. I hope I've got that right. And Shugo, that's super appreciated, man. That's fucking great of you. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, there's a couple of events we're going to talk about. Uh, specifically, uh, the Little Bo, Pe Little, Bo Be Little Bo Peep GTs. And also, we're going to use an amazing website... So this is sliding plastic, right? Where we're going to look at the events from the Dutch GT. So good, this website. I've used it. I haven't used it, but I've, we've used it to look at results before. I'm going to just uh, share it in the chat. Um, uh, um, and, uh, and you guys should check it out because it's so good. Rambo Squirrel, thank you for uh, resubscribing as well. Uh, big shout out, Rima Nightspear. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Uh, thanks to uh, Dan the Kraken. War Dogs are live. Thanks for resubscribing. Hey, Carkfish. Uh, hey, hey, hey. First time you made on the show live. Hey, Carkfish, what's going on? Um, right, so there's two things to talk about. And there's some really, really exciting stuff uh, from these two events uh, to, to kind of dissect. First off, we'll go talk about the Dutch GT, which I put the link in the chat there. And thanks, Carkfish, for subscribing. Um, uh, so really appreciate that. The, uh, the link you guys can see in the chat, they'll show you the standings. And it's Dennis... Baumeister, Baumeister, who I woke up to. I woke up to a WhatsApp a message from him this morning, which was super sweet, being like, I've done it, Rob. I've done it at the closing to the fifth day. Look to the east, and you'll see an Ogre Moor Tribes player go 5-0. and And I was like, 
no. And it's true. He has. He's smashed it. Uh, he's absolutely smashed it, which is, uh, su- he's got to be super happy about that. Um, and this is what's in his list. It's an Ogilmore Tribes list, uh, and it's Thunderbellies. Thunderbellies. That's right. He's still got an Earlbad Battalion, but it's Thunderbellies of all things, which is very cool. Um, and he's going to be really happy about that because it's just, it's not what we normally, normally see Blood Gullet, uh, number we, uh, normally we see Blood Gullet and normally we see, oh God, um, uh, why can't I think of the word today? Come on, everyone. What's the other one? Not stone bad. Got no words. I've been working out, uh, uh, Dennis Buildmaster. Thank you, by the way, to Mayor Christoph for resubscribing. Big love to you. Uh, that's very much appreciated. Uh, bold ahead. Thank you, Tubbs. Oh, my God. I thought I was having a small stroke then. Appreciate you. <laughs> so much. Appreciate so much. <laughs> you are bad. You're bad. Thank you. Uh, no, not you're bad. You, you're all bad. Uh, not you are bad. Yeah, bold ahead. Not strong bad. None of those things. None of those things. It's not winter bite either. Small good. One guy does winter bite. Anyway. Anyway, but it wasn't. It was Thunderbellies, of all things, uh, which is pretty exciting. It wasn't Dreadwood either. Fucking all dicks, is all I'm going to say. Um, sorry, Age of Sigmar, Stat Center. Don't swear. Do we? I don't know. 469, we can do what we like. Um, uh, but anyway, what is in the rest of his list? So he's got Frostlord and Stonehorn, um, and he's obviously got the command trait. Um, I'm just going to I'm just gonna go get this, actually, very quickly from the uh, from the online... Uh, resource that we all know, need uh, to to gather information. Uh, a lot of people scared that the app's going to go away, but the app works fine if you just use Google Chrome. That's the the very best way to get it. So uh, the battle trait for Thunderbellies uh, is Swift Outflank. Thund- um, friendly Thunderbellies Mournfang units wholly within 12 inches. The edge of the battlefield at the start of your charge phase can charge in the same charge phase, even if they ran at the same turn. So you've got running and charging Mournfang, which is pretty good. And you also get to add one uh, to the prayers. The command ability is, uses command ability at the start of the combat phase. If you do so, you pick one enemy within one... Uh, one enemy within one with one or more wounds allocated to it within six inches of a Thunderbelly's hero until the end of that phase you can re-roll wound rolls for attacks made by uh, friendly Thunderbelly's Mournfang so he's like doubling down on those re-rolls um, and then he's got the command trait um, Storm Chaser which is what he's put on his Frostlord add one to the charge rolls for friendly Thunderbelly's units while they're holding in 18 inches of the general so plus one to charge and he's got the uh, the Shatterstone enemy units uh, treat terrain feature within 12 inches of the bearer as having deadly scenery rule. I don't think that would have come up, but it's there anyway. Um, and then the, his list, he had that Frostlord on Stonehorn with Storm Chaser, and he'd obviously had the Alva, Alvagar rune tokens, and he obviously had Metal Cruncher as well. He had a Huskard on Stonehorn with the Blood Vulture, and he had the Shatterstone that artifact I just talked about, and the Black Clatterhorn. So still the two main items that we see uh, uh, regularly uh, on these units. But, um, uh, you know, still very different. Um, uh, what's everyone in the chat saying? Uh, is the swearing man on? The swearing man is on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, if you're not using Chrome, you don't deserve War Scroll Builder. That's correct, Math Mallow. Um, yeah, the thing is, I could totally, uh, okay, you guys are talking about yourself. That's good. Um, Cox, uh, okay. 
just to let you guys know, there may well be a uh, Honest Wargamer Plus app coming soon, but that's a side note. So anyway, let's just talk about his list. Frostlord on Stonehorn, Huskard on Stonehorn, Slaughtermaster. Bit of a classic. Then he's running those two units of Mournfang. Uh, so two new units of four Mournfang, yeah, which are only 280 points. One with Gargant Hackers and one with Clubbing... Uh... Sorry, everyone. One with culling clubs, and then another with, another two with culling clubs. So he's got kind of like the more of the uh, attritiony unit, and then he's got the big gargant hacker unit as well. And then he had a, a stonehorn beast rider unit, and then he obviously had that yorba battalion. So I think he can just lose the yorba battalion in Age of Sigma three, and this does as well. And that mournfang unit running and charging must have done really good. He also had a really tough path to victory. Beat fangs of Sotek in the final game. Played up against two OBR lists. Like it was no messing about. So uh, he's got to be really happy. And it's kind of a really nice way to kind of like tie a bow on Age of Sigmar 2.0 with uh, those stone horns taking out the Dutch GT. They've got to be really happy about that. So uh, I'm super pleased for him and he should be uh, doing really well. Um, so big love. Uh, I nearly used your show as the reason I reject a meeting for work today, but I didn't. Uh, they think would buy it maybe next year when the TSN stonks go to the moon. Thanks, Rambo Scroll. Next year. Let's go. Uh, choo <laughs> uh, choo. Hello, everyone, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah, the plus. Uh, thanks, Jim Oconius, for donating 100 bits. So, uh, yeah, Dutch GT won by Ogamore Tribes in Thunderbellies, which is not what we were expecting. So, Ogamore Tribes, not what we were expecting. Thunderbellies, not what we were expecting. Getting those Morphang to run and charge. Really exciting. Amazing news. What a great event. Like, and also the Judge DT looks really good. And also that website looks fantastic for running events off again. So that's Sliding Plastic is the website. So you guys can go check that out if you want. Now, in second place, let's just go get this, uh, was Ignaz, Ignaz Halstedt. Um, let me get that and make sure I've got that right. Uh, there. Uh, and then... Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> his army list was called I paid for the whole book I used the whole book and he had a Thunder Lizard Seraphon list with Croak at 430 an Astroloth Banabera a Skink Priest an Engine of the Gods and a Skink Oracle on Troglodon holy hell then three units of ten Skinks um, ten Skinks uh, five Saurus Guard two Bastilodons then he had the Bound Shards of Alagar the Bound Burning Head and the Geminids of Ulgish uh, which are also bound as well. Now, of course, uh, they, um, the bound burning head is going to give those re-rolls on the Bastilodons that are going to be firing twice, which is super useful. And then Croak being able to do his spells through the Troglodon really makes up for the fact um, that he's not can no longer go on, on the Bailwind. In fact, actually, um, uh, I mean, you're paying a lot more points for the Skink Oracle on Troglodon, but the fact that you can do Croak's spell from a much longer range because of him is actually pretty significant because you measure to the Skink Oracle and then you measure the spell range from the Skink Oracle because it's kind of like a cheap spell portal, I guess. Um, uh, not a cheap spell portal, it's a more expensive spell portal. But I think that's really fun. I love that. And I think you'd expect to see that more in the future. Um, yeah, and also Shards of Alagar are also going to be very useful in the future, uh, I do think. Um, do Mournfang have a champion model? I think they have a champion model, actually. Um, uh... Uh, thanks, Neuroshock Dubs. Big love to you. Uh, Tubbs, painting 2K snakes in two weeks for your event on the 10th. It's going to be a rough couple of weeks. you got this, Tubbs. I believe in you. You've got this. Uh, uh, you've got this. So anyway, yeah, great result there. And also nice to see Croak still being taken, even though I think there's a lot of conversations about maybe him not being taken. I think uh, the Skink Oracle on Troglodon doing that work is actually pretty impressive. Uh, so I'm just going to say that. 
Um, and then uh, in third place, Nico van der Hoek uh, took a Futhuan Aynethikin army uh, with Volti and Eidolon, um, uh, which was the aspect of the storm. So that's the fighty one with the Cloud of Midnight. We're seeing that happen quite a lot at the minute. Uh, and then he's running a, a classic kind of Tom Gilboy list at this stage. Um, he's running those Ishling Guard. So he's running uh, three units, no, five, six units? Six units of Ishling Guard um, with the Akalian Leviadon. Um, and then he's also got the uh, two units of nine Knight Shadow Stonkers as well. Uh, so a very Gilboy list, uh, Sons the Sharks. Uh, and again, uh, this won't work as well in Age Sigmar 3 because you're getting the double plus one save from the Leviadon. Uh, given plus one save and cover first turn, so that two up invulnerable save. It's quite interesting, actually, at the 40k event of the weekend, we had a unit of Admech with a two up invulnerable save, which has been FAQ'd in the WTC pack, so the independent pack to not be a thing. But we've regularly had two up invulnerable save um, uh, uh, Ignet Deepkin for a long time. Uh, so, like, that's, oh, well, not for a long time, six months, but uh, that won't happen in the future. The best they'll be able to get is a three up uh, uh, save plus one from either being in cover or plus one from Leviadon. They can get plus two as it can stack, but the maximum it will be a th will be a three. So they'll fail on ones and they'll fail on twos. However, you can now use... Um, oh, no, I don't. you can't use Mystic Shield. You can, there's no reroll ones, is there? That's interesting. Being able to get themselves a reroll ones mechanic for the saves would be huge. So that would be really good. Uh, uh, so there we go. Um, you still get, they still get the two plus, but you don't get to, you don't it doesn't get to be a two plus right it's a three plus max because you can only add plus one to your save but you can add technically plus two if that works i think yeah 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 uh yeah the war scroll changes it to a three plus uh yeah um tom dix just subscribed to tier one thanks tom dix big love to you uh so yeah i mean that still works in age of sigma three as well which is super cool big fan of that right so that was the dutch gt looks great um, I'm actually very excited after COVID, um, uh, and it's all safe, whatever the situation in the future, uh, to go to a bunch of European events. Uh, like, I think, I think Age of Sigmar is uh, really kicking off. I know there's some great German events, uh, Sweden, um, uh, like uh, Holland, like all those places I'd love to go um, uh, would be really good. So, yeah, really, really, really looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, but when they charge, their save changes to a 3 plus, so with a turtle, it's a 2 plus. Thanks, some Norwegian dude and Smorgan, for pointing that out. I'm more meant if they are charged. Um, but yeah, 100%. Like, if they charge, it changes it to a 3 plus, right? And then, so, still got a 2 up invulnerable save. Oh, shit. <laughs> turtles don't suck. Uh, <laughs> turtles are the best. Uh, really into turtles. Turtles also. Turtles are going to slap in the next edition, in my opinion. Um, uh, like, I, what does everyone else think? Actually, because the turtles give out a plus one save aura, so then they obviously can't use all out defense. So, like, how? I mean, all out attack on them feels like quite good, right? Plus one to hit. I don't know if anyone's heard about all out attack. It's really useful. Really useful. It's also um, what the internet is using against any of the articles written about these. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, turtles don't suck. Turtle go burr. Okay, everyone, lo <laughs> everyone loves the turtles. Uh, okay, great on ungles I hear. <laughs> anyway, let's not get into that. So that was that event at the weekend, Dutch GT. Um, I got to say that um, I love this website that they're using. Um, uh, so you guys should check it out. 
I've put the links in the chat. It looks really good. It's got all of the scoring, so you can see absolutely everything. It's really public. Um, and I think that that's excellent from these guys to put that in there. So uh, great little like rundown of stuff from uh, this, this website and these guys. So looking forward to more events and TOs using that in the future. Right. Over, well, back to England in the south, we had the Little Bo Peep GT series. Now, there's so much information here. I, d I can't. I honestly can't read it all out, but I'll kind of give you guys the highlights and the stuff that was interesting to me. Specifically, that with COVID restrictions, uh, this was kind of uh, set up uh, to be in pods of six, but those pods were made to rate their skill and ability before, like, so that's how you got put into pods, right? Basically. So, like, you were like, how good am I? One being the best, five being the worst. Like, how good am I as a player? And then which pod to put me in. So basically, if you were ones, like if you're like, I'm a one, then you would get put into all the one pods, etc., etc. And you kind of get put together. Um, and then the winners of each of the little pods uh, went through to kind of play in the GT final, which is fun. And I think the spread is what's the most interesting point. Uh, from the first week, uh, you had no people give themselves a one. You had three give themselves a two and 11 give themselves a three. And then uh, five people give themselves a four. So like there was no one who thought, yeah, I'm I'm the top tits. Uh, but they did think that um, uh, three people thought that they were pretty great. Uh, in the in the week two stuff, uh, one person thought he was the business, or they were the business, sorry. Um, and then two in uh, tier two, and then loads in tier three. And at this point, um, or eight in tier three. But then you had some like four people in tier five. They were like, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And I think that that's really fun for a first round. Like, I, I really like this. Uh, week three, you had zero people in tier one. You had six people in tier five. And then you had 12 people in tier three. So a lot of people just kind of rate their, their skills as average. And this, this, this system for themselves, so like all over, over all the heats. So over all the heats, um, I think this is what's most interesting. There was uh, one person who thought that they were tier one. You had 11 people think they were tier five. Then uh, you had six people think they were tier two. 31 people think they were tier three and um, 11 people think they were tier four. So based on self-judging, like a large significant portion of the, of the community that attended the event thought that they were average or below average. Only seven people um, thought that they were above average with 22 people thinking they were below average. So double that. And I think that's with 31 people thinking they're average. And I think that's just fascinating stats. I actually love that um, uh, low self-esteem or strategy. I mean, it could be strategy. I guess that's one of those things to talk about. Just say five, even if you know you're a one. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but um, see you later, big fish. Big love to you. Uh, uh, what the fuck, Henry didn't rate himself one. Cheeky bastard. <laughs> Sounds way too submarine to the top. Um, why can't we all be above average? I don't know. The, but the point is, the point is, is yes, there might be a strategy to uh, set yourself up as as a lower tier. But I think if we were to take all of the self assessment as fact, it's interesting to hear people judge themselves and the general tournament crowd to think of themselves as average or below average in in those skill sets. And I actually think that that's. Uh, I think that's really fun. I would maybe like to see larger events maybe put that into effect because then you could just at least organize those round one matches 
right? Um, or you could just, or you could have people just like punk people round one, and then round two they're back with the they're back with their people. Um, but I would probably like to see the path of victory for the people who consider themselves to be above average to be f- harder anyway. And I think that would be a good thing. Now, obviously, you, you, when people self-assess, you can mix it up. But I, I'm, I'm pretty certain, um, uh, like Pissball General, who it was the TO, he's in the chat. He said anyone who tried it as a strategy got punished and put in a higher group. So there you go. So it wasn't, I think it's something you can manage fairly well. And the people, the thing is, is you already know the people who do well anyway, pretty much. So when they give themselves that, when they try and do that for themselves, you just punish them and you put them in a higher group anyway. So I think it's, I quite like it. I quite like it. I don't know what everyone else thinks. I'd love to know. Um, trying to submarine doesn't work. The TO just throws you in the top group anyway. There you go. I'd imagine the competitive players judge themselves lower as they're aware of how much they have to learn. The competitive players judge themselves lower as they're aware of how much they have to learn. Yeah, Rob Kelly, I, yeah. Like, you're never like, I think there's a little bit of uh, self-assessment, right? Like, I'm not the best player in the world is maybe how you would describe yourself, but I'm pretty competent, like, which is above average. To give you guys some sort of indication of where I think the average is, the average should just be, I don't make mistakes. And that doesn't mean tactical mistakes, as in I just don't make mistakes on the tabletop. That's pretty much the average skill set of an average tournament goer. Like, they won't make mistakes. They'll understand what their secondaries are. They'll understand what the rules are. They don't make mistakes. That's average. And then anything above that, which on the sliding scale of skill is actually beginner. So, like, anyway. Uh, I think it depends on your crowd. You may consider yourself average among a group of competitive players. This would be, still be above average of all players. Uh, Tavi, that's a really good point. It's a really good point. Uh, I've been playing since first edition, entered a Super League, a tier above the worst. Turns out I'm worst here. I should probably actually let us play the game. Says Slippy Tiger. Rob, how would I win without making mistakes? I don't know. Call me Felly. I'm not sure. But anyway, very interesting system. Um, And also, uh, because of uh, restrictions and and still trying to be smart and and run a really good event, effectively, the event was run in little pods with the winners going through to a kind of a GT at the end. And I like that, especially for like a local community again, setting up a a small league. um, uh, So like a little series of GTs. So you end up with this kind of conclusion and you end up with this big win is excellent in my opinion and i love that so personally personally big fan of that system i think that that's really fun um and i think uh, it should be rewarded there's an excellent excellent uh, breakdown of all of the armies that played their win percentages um far too much information to show on the the show uh, and it was also quite a small data set so um as much as it's interesting it's also like it's not a huge set of data um but like i loved it really great work uh, from them and uh, yeah, looked really, really fun. Looked like a fun event. So well done. Uh, publish it if you want. Oh, thanks, Pissboard General. I will. I will do that. That sounds like a fun thing. Um, uh, <laughs> I feel a few people probably did similar. Uh, attended the third heat of this event, says oh, Harvey Spranksy. Would normally rip myself a two, but due to not playing for a day, year, decided on a three. That's fair. I think that's fair. Um, all right. Well, that's it for today. Uh, I know it's a shorter one than usual, but like, because it's the stats there, I want to make sure it's just the information. It's not just a classic, uh, a classic uh, ramble. But we are back live again tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, with the Honest Wargamer Monday show, Nathan and fans. So looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, that's going to be really fun. We're going to be talking more Age of Sigmar 3. So that's going to be exciting. I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. 
Um, again, uh, I know there's restrictions, there's Delta variants, there's whatever. Uh, there's an event, by the way, in Essex, um, uh, which Winner Dave is running. I don't know if there's still tickets left for that, but if you guys want to go, uh, you should. And then, um, uh, but I know some places are locking down, some people might be locking down, whatever the situation. Stream Streak will keep going while it's all happening, whatever the setup, whatever the situation. But if you can attend events safely and well, you should, and it's going to be really, really fun. So I hope the Spice Center will be back this week on Thursday. Um, I don't have a dozen tables of train to paint anymore. So uh, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. So that'll be back this week. Uh, and then, yeah, thanks for joining me for these 469 days. It's been really, really fun. Um, and do join us again tonight. It's going to be uh, a really, really, really cool. We're on the road to 500. That's where we are now. 469 to 500. Let's go. Um, uh, today. Hey, sorry again. How's the new job? Hope it's well. Uh, <laughs> big songs for big hats, yeah. Right, you, uh, does that mean you'll be able to sleep? Yeah, I slept last night for hours. It was fucking lush and I loved it. That's why I look awful. Look at this. You podcasters you can't see, but I look atrocious. So that's right. The road to 500, baby. Let's go. We're definitely going to do a big party for 500, by the way. Uh, love you all. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to the podcast, staying hydrated, being safe, uh, and everything else. Uh, we are going to be setting up um, things for Age of Sigmar 3 for TOs and people around the world. So we'll be doing uh, like a fill-in sheet and all that other stuff. If you are running age, any Age of Sigmar 3 events sometime soon, let us know. Um, and we'll start like gathering that data. That's going to be really fun to break down. We'll be back with visual stats. We'll be back with everything else. It's going to be very, very fun. Looking forward to this edition. Looking forward to events. Love you all. Have a nice day. See you soon. Bye.